0: From talkradio.nyc, welcome to At Home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and owner of David Thiergartner Interiors, right here in freezing cold Manhattan. On tonight's show, and so to bed, my guest tonight, one of my dearest friends, Gail Hoffman from the esteemed fine linen bedding company, Yves Delorum Paris. Gail and I became friends since my Early days in my smoke-filled storage room of a retail office so many years ago, Gail was the sales rep and I was the soft goods buyer, and we spent hours, if not years, building our bed linen business together. Our meetings always included songs and music from the French Chanteuse, Edith Piaf, or French classical music from Debussy and Raphael. And Gail has a surprise with her tonight. Some wonderful gifts from Paris for our very first six questions from our listeners. So thanks, Gail. I wish I could have been able to send a question um, because the gifts are terrific, but I'll let you talk about that. So everybody, send in your questions right away and uh, get a chance to win some of these wonderful prizes. Um, Gail and I are going to talk all about the artistry of fine bedding. The craftsmanship of fine embroidery and the content and quality of materials. Yves Delorme has a wide range of prints and percals, satins and jacquards. And Gail and I will continue our 30-year conversation about the central focus of any bedroom, which is the bed. It's a chicken-before-the-egg kind of conversation that interior designers and clients have had from the beginning of time. So, do I design around the linens on the bed or do I design an atmosphere that makes the bed adaptable to all seasons and all fashions? There's a lot to talk about, so let's get started. Ah, I gotta tell you, on these cold, bitter winter nights, there is nothing quite like climbing into a comfy, cozy bed. Je dors mon lit. I love my bed. I love everything about it, from my French. 19th century antique ebony and walnut headboard to my crazy good mattress, my European white goose down pillows and my brand new silk comforter. And of course, my ever so sumptuous and comfortable bed linens. There's nothing quite like slipping into luxury and falling asleep. Being a New Yorker from the city that never sleeps, But we actually do spend a lot of time in bed. We like to sleep as much as anything else. Whether we sleep four hours or six hours or eight, and whether we jump out of bed in the morning or hit snooze, we all spend an enormous amount of our life in bed. Some studies indicate that a third of that precious life is in bed. A third. So we should at least admit to it. And we should give it the design priority and importance it deserves. The funny thing is, the stats for home construction and renovation costs tells us that we pay more attention per square foot to our kitchens, our bathrooms, public spaces like our living rooms and our dining rooms. I mean, come on, our dining rooms. Dining rooms are expensive to design and to decorate, and we spend a pittance of our time there compared to the time we spend in our own bedrooms. So it's a bit of a design conundrum. I can't tell you how many clients have said to me, let's do everything else, and then we'll double back and do the master bedroom later. Okay, fine. I understand that. Concerns about... The kids' rooms getting done and budgets and schedules, sure, I understand. But what I hear is, let's leave the most important room for last. Our bedrooms, our beds, our sanctuaries, a place for rest and renewal. And that's why I have one of my dearest friends with me tonight, Gail Hoffman from Yves Lorem, Paris, The couture house of Yves Delorme is one of the most luxurious bed linen manufacturers in France and internationally known for the quality of their materials, embroideries, and craftsmanship. In the world of design and decoration, I truly believe there is nothing more important than the bed that we sleep in. And certainly from a design perspective, it's not really very complicated at all. Beds are the central focus of any bedroom. So start there. Start with the bed. Beds are simple. The anatomy of a bed includes only six items. So let's go through them. The bed frame. I, I like upholstered beds and or at least an upholstered headboard. And why not? I read and write in bed, and on the weekends, I watch the news and drink coffee. I'm 90 degrees in bed as much as I am 180 flat out. So for me, an upholstered bed frame works perfectly. Pillows? Well, we all have our own preferences, so at least buy good ones, and buy plenty of them, and replace them often. I use one of my pillows as a desk for my iPad, and the other as an alternative lap for my cat, Jackie. And the mattresses, well, buy the best one you can, and if you need to, add a memory phone topper. They're great, so if you don't have one, do that this weekend. I use a thick, all-natural wool topper, and it is absolutely comfortable and fantastic. And don't forget about the comforter. Light and easy is the best way to go. Don't overbuy or get too excited by the billowy, cloud-like, bulky ones. It's better to add a blanket or a coverlet than have a hot and heavy comforter. And with Gail here tonight, we will discuss the quality and the beauty of fine bed linens, plain and simple. This is where you get the big bang for the buck. This is where your dreams come true and world peace is created. Fine bed linens, well, there is simply nothing else in the world like it. And just like a cherry on an ice cream sundae, finish your masterpiece with a gorgeous decorative pillow. And voila, your bed is done. It's comfortable, well-crafted, restful, and a design imperative. As my grandmother used to say, and now, so to bed. But wait, don't go to bed yet. You gotta listen to the show first. When we come back, my conversation with Gail Hoffman from Yves Delorum, Paris. This is At Home. I'm David Theergartner, and we'll be back in two minutes.
1: La Bohème. La Bohème. Ça
0: My guest tonight, my dear friend, Gail Hoffman from the French Fine Linen Company, Yves Delorem. Hey, Gail. Hi. Welcome to At Home.
3: I'm delighted to be here. Nice
0: to have you here with me. Very fun. This is a very special Mm -hmm. night for me, and um, I'm so glad and grateful that you're here. Um, You know, just like everybody else, you got to answer our first question, which is, What is your definition of beauty, and more specifically, what is beautiful in your own home?
3: Okay, so you asked that of everybody, and um, it allowed me a long time to think about that.
0: Right, because you're an avid listener. I
3: am an avid (laughs) listener. I listen to every one of your shows, and I enjoy them immensely. And I think the definition of beauty for me is what inspires me is what inspires my eye, what inspires um, my senses. So it's really all about, um, you you can never really just, just channel your beauty into one lane, it's for me, it's inspiring by what the senses are bringing, and that allows my mind to open up to see and feel and touch what's beautiful.
0: Is that an emotional response it's when a you visual... talk about your senses, or are you literally like? Um...
3: So it's a visual response and an emotional response mm-hmm. because I think beauty, um, I think beauty really um, speaks to your heart. And I think it speaks to your visual sensibility. And then that just brings your mind into um, what makes you feel good. I think beauty makes you feel good. I think it um, engulfs you and um, just allows you to appreciate something around you that perhaps you never even experienced before or is not even your area of expertise. Um, but just something that um, you find enticing.
0: That's why we asked that question. Thank you. Sure. Beautifully answered. You yep. didn't answer what specifically in your home um, means something to you or is beautiful.
3: Okay. So a couple it, uh, things. Probably
0: French linens, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah, of course, French linens is part of it without a doubt. But there's so many things. Textiles is important to me. Um, so texture textiles, color um some paintings from my parents that um every time I look at it, I know it was in their home, sweet, so that's really special, and the view from my window,
0: yeah, you have a pretty magnificent which view. is
3: the Hudson River, so for me, it's a open space, uh no matter how small the interior is, you see something green and blue and beautiful and then inside you see texture and um uh and color and design and a beautiful bed
0: (laughs) fantastic so listen um you have been a part of the prestigious um fine linen company yves delorme Mm -hmm. for well over 20 years now Mm -hmm. right and can you give us an overall sense of um What makes Yves Delorme a a premium bed fashion house?
3: Sure. Um, I think what makes a fashion house very special is their attention to fashion, their attention to color, their attention to detail, and um, and their sensibility of creating something that is very luxurious and very wonderful. Um, I think they leave no stone unturned when they're designing a pattern or when they're creating a collection. Um, They will take their sensibilities to the degree of creating something that is luxurious. It's very important to talk about the depth of color, to talk about the intricacy of color, to talk about the intricacy of pattern, um, and the detail work that you apply to the pattern to make it super special.
0: Yeah, I, I've always been fascinated by any kind of fashion house, whether you know it's truly fashion clothing, women's clothing, men's clothing, or something like a bed linen company that is renowned in France for their work. But you guys are international, Mm -hmm. right? So my work is, you know, local, you know, local to my client, local to the intimacy between my relationship to my client. I'm just always fascinated that how do you, become a fashion house, whether it's truly for women's clothes or for bedding, that speaks to the whole world, right? I mean, you guys have a lucrative business in China, as well as you do in Europe, as well as you do in the Middle East, as well as you do in America. And that mind of creativity that makes that um, work for all of those markets is amazing to me.
3: So Eve DeLorme is sold in about 71 countries.
0: Wow, 71.
3: And it's sold uh, at the same time, the same patterns, at the same season, um, across those 71 countries. Mm -hmm. So it's a really interesting point of how do you speak to the 71 countries with the same, with with multiple patterns and color stories color stories scale and how, how do you speak to them yeah. you know and that's a really interesting question um Eve Delorme doesn't design one pattern <laughs> they design uh, Half a dozen patterns uh, or eight patterns for the season. For the
0: collection of that season. For the collection,
3: exactly. And so within each pattern, you're speaking to an overall sensibility of uh, point of view, but you're also, the designer is keeping in mind that um, Japan loves pink. So you're always going to want to have pink in um, in a season's collection because you know that Japan is going to do very well with it. On the other hand, you also know that Russia likes bold colors. So you're going to want to have a collection uh, that is bold and, and and speaks to their sensibility. Um, th- that takes history, and without a doubt, Yves um, Delorem has been... Uh, making their their bed linens um, since 1845, but in the United States since 1983. And then it's rolled out since then to all of the other countries. Still a
0: lot of, yeah, historical information. Exactly.
3: So the more historical information you have when you're creating a brand and when you're creating a point of view with other countries brings a lot of information to designing the collection.
0: So you guys introduce two seasons a year, and just to be clear, we're not talking that you're doing a winter collection and a summer collection, or spring collection or fall collection, but you are introducing new pro new product and new patterns and new colors and a new way of, of how you guys are feeling about the bed linen company. So do other is that is that a Paris tr- tradition for that, or do other bed linen companies do that? And 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 is that a sense of uh, you guys just trying to maintain uh what's important and what's the newest trend
3: okay so a little bit of everything yeah. so so the so we definitely do design uh, for fashion for the season um we do design knowing that there is a winter collection and there is a spring collection and we do speak speak to the sensibility of um of the season Oh, you do? Absolutely.
0: So warmer um, colors or... So warmer colors in the color? winter yeah, and okay. lighter
3: colors in the summer. I don't
0: think I realize that. Um,
3: but but not 100% across the board in but all patterns. But it still patterns. could work. Absolutely.
0: Because Florida could be interested in a totally different thing than Exactly. Than yeah.
3: Even within the United States alone, yeah. you have different areas of... Um, of design sensibility and different uh, lifestyles and, and, and temperatures, seasonal temperatures within the winter story that will bring a lighter palette to Florida and a deeper palette to New York. Right. You right. know? But even within that, um, I would say that knowing that we are a fashion house, um, if you don't introduce new collections every year or every or, season... Or
0: twice a year, yeah. Um,
3: y- you will... You will lose uh, a little bit of interest. You've got to always, um, you've got to always keep the interest and and the sensibility going of what's new, um, what's interesting, what's the new color, what's the new trend, um, because without that, Yves Delorme is um, is not going to be a fashion leader.
0: Let's speak about that because you know in my God only knows now thirty five plus years of. in home furnishings, whether as a retail buyer or as an interior designer, I have always felt that home is about 10 years behind uh, premium fashion uh, and our women's fashion, men's fashion sort of thing. So those colors and those ideas and those concepts of, of what we think is trending in home or what's important in home is coming from Something that happened many years beforehand. I mean, would you agree with that? And is that true? Or how do you, am I, you know, is that a passe thought? I
3: think that, I think that that was once uh, a a thought process, you know, but, you know, as we all know, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Life is moving very fast right now, Um, trends are moving very fast right now. And I think that it's very important to keep to, Um, the fashion trends that are happening in clothing, and seeing what's happening on a couture level in clothing, and that moves really faster in, in home these days. It used to be where home was trending a couple years out, and we were a little slower to pick ourselves up, um, now because of the fact that we do introduce twice, a, you know, twice a year, two, two collections a year, you're moving very fast. Our, our fashion, um, has pretty much, a, a one year lifespan and then the pattern gets retired. It's only the classics within Eve Delorme. And when I say the classics, I mean classic whites with beautiful embroideries, um, Tone on tones that stay at multiple seasons, but a true fashion pattern has a life has a has, has a has about a year to a year and a half lifespan
0: well, it's so interesting because you know especially as when I was a buyer, I always trended color for mm-hmm. instance right and that was one of the fun things about that i I loved knowing uh, thinking a year in advance what the color was going to be. Um, and uh, I, I miss that a little bit because we don 't do that in interior design i don 't build a house by what 's trending Absolutely. now we build a house which is appropriate to the homeowners and 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 what we 're and what the environment that we 're creating right. so i 'm a little out of that but you 're saying that it 's moving all much faster than that and so if if Yellow Peaks, which I think it has in fashion over the last year you 're thinking or when Emerald Green was so hot on the runway at the Academy Awards two years ago and you saw it in sofas and so all now you're to
3: be seeing a pattern with Eve delorme that has kind of like an a green aqua background mm, color mm. um with a little bit of pink in it and now that's one of the collections in the spring collection mm. um same thing with coral so coral peach not a trending color in interior design for the past couple years and then all of decades. a sudden yeah decades <laughs> for sure and now, all of a sudden, we're starting to see for spring, we're starting to see, see a little bit of peach that. and coral, and it's coming back a little bit, and it's trending. Well, wouldn't you know, Yves Delorme is doing um, at least two two fashion patterns with a little bit of coral in it, and one of the classics has a, has a taste of coral. Fascinating.
0: Yeah. Fascinating. So, um, is the headquarters in Paris, but the studio is in, what, the northeastern corner of France, right? And you've been there so many times. Yeah. So just talk us through a little bit about what that design studio, what's happening there? What What, what is the conversations sure. that are going on? And are you seeing um, uh, art and drawings and concepts that never make it to a collection?
3: So I've had the good fortune of going to Paris um, a few times, and I've had the good fortune of going to Lille, which is where the factory is. Um, and that's over by the that's over by the Belgium border. Um, so Lille is northern uh, France. And that uh, Lille is is actually where the original textile mills developed through the years, and there's only a few left right now. Um, Yves Delorme happens to be one of them. So the nice thing to know about Yves Delorme is that it's a vertical company in that they own their own mills. And they design their own fabrics, and they produce it, distribute it globally. Not many companies can mm. actually say that.
0: Yeah, not anymore.
3: Not no. anymore. Mm. Not, and, and not many companies can say that it's also a family-owned company. So it's an amazing uh, phenomena that something so vertical can and, and something sold in 71 countries, you can still say that you know the family. That's very old world. That's so European um, and very special. And that's what makes the brand, I think, um, tug at people's heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because, renowned. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. because the family is still there. It's still very much a, a design sensibility that they're involved in. And when you go to the factory, when you see it, um, you've got people there who've been working there for decades. And you've got a sensibility whereby you see the machines, the sewing machines rolling and you actually see the craftsmanship of what they're doing to create their product. You're seeing it right in the factory. That's an appreciation I think for me and for anybody who appreciates textiles to see quality work being sewn and developed.
0: I think that's why I think that's why it speaks so well to uh, when you see it on the bed Mm. or when you when 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 you see a well-made bed out of e delorme because all of those characteristics all that integrity seems to to To
3: transpire into the collections it does it does absolutely i agree
0: is there anything real quick before we go to break that you have seen over you know both of us over the years of uh patterns and colors and stuff is there anything that's been consistent through you know the years of um of the betting business that you've been in is it is it jack cards is it white you know i remember years ago when uh we were at the retail store um we had a black background with a green and sort of beige ivy uh, floral pattern on it we couldn't keep that in stock literally couldn't keep that in stock um i haven't seen a black background forever since then, you know, that kind of thing. So right. what do you think has been consistent through the years?
3: I think their sense of, of quality and luxury and design uh, is what is consistent no matter what the pattern well, that's is. That's a
0: perfectly wonderful answer. So let's go to break. Um, I want to remind everybody that Gail brought some wonderful gifts with her that we're going to give to our first six questions that we get tonight. They're already coming in. Oops, I shouldn't have said that because we wanted everybody to try. Well, so we'll get more gifts. That's all. Um, You're listening to At Home on talkradio.nyc, and we'll be back in two minutes.
2: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
1: Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc.
2: Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin, together we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about, Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
0: Talking to Gail Hoffman from Yves Delorum Paris. And um I want you to take a look at their website, which is easy enough. Yves Delorum. I guess we should spell it just in case. I right. So. so it's Y V is in Victor E S, and then Delorum, which is D is in David, E L O R M E dot com. And you have a new store on Nineteenth Street and Fifth Avenue, which is pretty spectacular and what opened last week.
3: Uh, Just about a week ago. Not even, right? (laughs) Yeah. So
0: it's fun. And you're next to uh, another French company of renown. The um, wallpaper company Zuber, yep. right? which I've done a lot of business so with. So we in are my creating
3: time. a French block.
0: We got a French quarter. Yeah, we do. On Fifth Avenue, 19th Very Street. cool. Fun. Listen, if you want to take a part of this wonderful gift giving that we're doing here tonight, please send your questions to David at David Thurgartner Interior and just put in the subject line at home and we'll get those off to you um, as soon as we possibly can. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into application of bedding and how important it is and and um, how it relates to the bedroom as a whole. But I want to first talk about, because I think it's so important, we had a little conversation at the break with some of the people here about just the proper way to make a bed, sure. right? And I think... Um, I think you and I, from a fashion standpoint, have real views on that, and so you go ahead and I'll jump in uh, okay. as we go. So, what do you think are the crucial elements of a of, of beautiful bed?
3: So, I think bed making is a very personal decision because being um, in a bed is a very intimate environment, and so it, it's what makes you feel comfortable and um cocoonish and taken care of and i think you need to start with a really good quality duvet and a and a comforter i think you need a couple of standards a couple of euros um, flat fitted just depends upon what you like having surrounding you
0: well let's just clarify some terminology so the duvet is the cover that Covers your down comforter, comforter. your down comforter, or your synthetic comforter. Your allergy-free comforter. Your
3: standards are the pillows that you sleep sleep on. on, You know, you could also have a pair of standards for decoration, um, depending upon how many pillows you sleep on. That's important to know. Euros are twenty-six by twenty-six squares that you put on the um, on the top of the bed, right in front of the headboard.
0: Yeah, towards the back of towards the the back of the bed. Now, we say that, and then, so, you and I, um, because we've been doing this for a long time, we were at the early stage of the introduction of the Euro pillow, right? America had never seen that before. That's true. And it's a 26 by 26 inch pillow that has a fabric that matches the rest of the bedding. So, that has taken on throughout the decades and stuff like that. We initially put them in the back. Correct. And then we would put, like, standard, standard in the front, right? And a decorative pillow. Exactly. But... Lately, I know for me and my guest bedrooms, I've been using sort of an alternative to that, which is I've been laying one of the euros down flat on the bed.
3: Oh, that's so cool.
0: Putting the standard on top of that. Okay. And then having a decorative pillow in front of that. Oh, that's and so cool. And then on cool. the other side of the bed, the euro is vertical with in the traditional way, with the decorative, with the standard pillow in front. And so I just like that. I think maybe only because I had been doing it for 30 years. But I think in any case, euros are crucial to today's bed making in the fashion sense. In the
3: fashion sense. And in the
0: comfort sense. It,
3: well, in the comfort sense, it's great because it's great to lean against because it's 26 by 26 and it's really nice um, to lean up. Uh, for reading, for watching television, um, just to be kind of like almost the uh, secondary headboard to your visual presentation. But having said that, um, in a more modern sensibility, they're sort of going away from using the euros Mm -hmm. and creating a more linear effect um, by using two standards or two kings to King Shams rather than having Euros at all.
0: Yeah, I don't think Euros look good on King beds. So I, I agree with you that. on that. They right. don't. So um, I think what we're saying is that the pillow configuration is a part of the design concept.
3: Hundred percent. But
0: it's just not, oh, I have two I we need two pillows each, we have four standard pillows on that. I think it can go far and beyond that well, to make I think the, the f- bed look outstanding.
3: The first thing that you need to discuss with your client or or discuss with even with yourself your is partner. how many um, pillows do you sleep on. That's right. Most important to know that if you sleep on two pillows, you need at least two standards Per side, So that's four pillows just in the beginning. Right. Um, and that's not including, of course, the euro or the boudoir if you want a couple of deck pillows. Um, so so these are things you need to think about. Do you want a more linear visual? Like we just said, you use two kings on a king bed or even one king on a twin bed, which looks really beautiful and you can create a, a very pretty day bed with that. Um, or do you just... use uh, two euros and one set of standards because you only sleep with one.
0: We're going to get these questions so we might as well talk about it now. So euros don't look good on king beds because king beds are too wide for the configuration. Of and the I goods. think
3: also today's sensibility is going a little bit more modern.
0: Okay. So there's one thing. Also, A king and then a standard pillow isn't the right scale in proportion to each other. So it should be king pillow to a queen pillow, which is four inches wider than... On each side. So I don't want to get into all of this nonsense, but certainly I want you to at least think about it and know that there's... Outside of the normal way of doing things, there might be better scale and better proportion for the bed that you're sleeping in, and I just want you to make con- I want you to be conscious about that. The other thing I want to talk about, because we're running out of time so quickly already, is that the Europeans sleep differently than we do. For instance. We sleep with flat sheets and the comforter and the duvet cover. The Europeans use the comforter and the duvet over the comforter as their quote-unquote flat sheet.
3: And many Europeans sleep on euros and not standards. And
0: and then they actually sleep on that, right? So there's just a different configuration. I don't use uh, flat sheets because my feet get all we get caught listed. up in it. Sure. So for years, we've been being European, I guess, in that way. And certainly I think. It's, but yet I do use a flat
3: do. sheet and I love using a flat sheet. It just it's just one more layer.
0: Most of my clients use flat sheet just, I think, because they think they're washing the fitted and the flat and they're not washing the duvet. The duvet, duvet
3: because you don't have to wash the duvet.
0: Let's talk about thread count and different types of weaves. Like, for instance, you guys offer percal. We need to talk about that. Satine. Right. A Jacquard. jacquard. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
3: Um, those are pretty much your three basics. Yeah, right. You know, so after that. T-
0: talk about those.
3: Um, so it's, you're starting with the quality of the cotton, which is uh, a long staple cotton, which is beautiful to begin with. And then you make des- design decisions. And your decision says, do you want to sleep on a percale weave, which is a cooler weave, or a sateen weave, which is a little bit silkier and warmer. Definitely silkier, Yeah. Totally. Not better or worse. No. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a decision that you make based on what you like um, uh, having you, to touch your body. Yeah,
0: what, what it feels like.
3: Yeah. And so a um, piquel is very nice during the summer because it's cool and refreshing. Um, and a sateen is kind of nice during uh, the cooler months because it's a little bit more cocoonish because it gives you a little bit more of a warmer sensibility but yet the hand um is equally as wonderful so when i say the hand i mean what it feels like right but you have to start with um really good quality cotton you do. and that's long staple cotton uh And and sometimes
0: referred to as Egyptian cotton.
3: Sometimes, but you don't have to because not all Egyptian, not all long staple cotton is Egyptian cotton. Um, It's just very fine quality cotton. Um, And then we comb our cotton. At least Eve Delorme does, before it gets woven. And combing it ensures a finer thread. Ensures um, uh, slubs are are taken away, and you're only weaving with a very silky sensibility.
0: Let's talk real quick about thread count because everybody's caught up in thread count sure uh, i think that it is one of these uh commercial terms to help people understand where they are but good quality is good quality the thread count basically is within a square inch how many threads in the ha- warp in the weft that you're looking at right but it, it you don't have to have 800 thread count to make no a as a matter
3: path. of fact to be honest with you the
0: We, we lost you for a second. Or did we lose me for a second? Oh, keep going.
3: And sometimes the uh, the heavier the sheet doesn't make it an enjoyable sleep. Yeah. So not um, the higher the thread count is not always the thing that you absolutely um, want to aspire to.
0: Right. So I think that's really important. So thread count... Get over 200, you're pretty good to go. Make sure that you're dealing with really important I think it's cotton. really
3: more yeah. ab- about, you know, touching the cotton and seeing if you feel that you like the percale or you like a sateen. That will tell you that much more which direction you want to go.
0: I want to address this situation with sheets and wrinkling and all that. We'll mm-hmm. probably get some questions on that. So sure. I might be a little redundant. But so... Um, one of the reasons that I like sateen, One of the reasons why I definitely like jack card, and you know I'm a huge yeah. jack card person. Jack card is where it's a it's like a damas. Damas is considered to be a jack card, right? Correct. So if anybody can picture what a jack a damask is. That's idea of what jacquard is but it can come in any kind of pattern that you want
3: right so let's just give the definition of a jacquard it's it, you're creating the pattern by weaving the pattern Thank you. rather than um, rather than by printing um, a beautiful pattern on a percale or a sateen you're actually weaving it into the fabric so
0: that pattern could be a floral that pattern could be a stripe and that usually a, could be, exactly
3: yeah. and usually a jacquard design uh, I, I I mean it's it's very elegant and it's very master bedroom I think so so yeah it's beautiful but so
0: my throughout all of my years jack cards don't wrinkle right they they always, well they don't because they, they lay flat they look beautiful um, and so I've always and they're a
3: little bit more forgiving because the design is within the pattern
0: That's right that's right whereas I think and a lot of people disagree with me but I think that Perkel can look a little messy
3: And it can but based on the, the it's based on the manufacturer and the finishing that the manufacturer does to the quality of the cotton that will enhance the product to ensure less wrinkling
0: right so luxury sheets tend to to not show a wrinkle. Mm, it depends upon mm, the
3: brand. Yeah, it does. Um, I was just
0: going to say, the best way to do that is buy a pillowcase and see what happens. And,
3: and wash it. Yeah. And wash it in cold water. And most importantly, take it out of the dryer just when the dryer is over. Because wrinkles set in, hot, in, in in the dryer.
0: One of the wonderful things about Yves Delorme is that not only can I get bedding there, I can do my whole bedroom, my bathroom. I can do... You have... Absolutely. And we didn't even talk about it. But you have some of the best towels on the market. We do. No question about it. Talking about Egyptian cotton working for you. um, They are luxurious. They are soft. They are beautifully colored. Absorbent. They have wonderful details and dobbies on them. And yeah, yeah, they're absorbent. They're a working towel that is actually really luxury. So I don't want to miss out on that. And you guys also do like robes and negligees. You do decorative pillows. You do what? Comforters. So we're creating
3: a that. lifestyle. That's what Yves Delorme is. There I mean, go. it's, it's right. creating a lifestyle for the brand and for the home. Um, and, and that's also what creates a, a luxurious environment is creating something that is as special in the bedroom as it's special in the ensuite. suite.
0: I think that's a great takeaway for everything that we're talking about tonight which is I think any time that we design a bedroom or a living room or a kitchen or something, it has to move through the entire house. You have that, to
3: extend it.
0: And, and so in turn, the right. lifestyle terminology really works well. That is design, designing and so your lifestyle. so we're
3: giving you the ability to take that pattern or design and bring it into an ensuite, bring it into a sitting area, that this way your room now is comprehensive and not matchy-matchy, but layered no, in no, no, so no, elegantly. No,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Listen, Gab. Well, it seems like we've come to the end of this conversation. Hopefully, uh, we can continue as we have for decades our conversation um, on our own. But uh, our listeners, I think, have gotten a big breath of what it's like to talk about betting between the two of us. We could go um, on. <laughs> you know, so I want to remind everybody again, um, if you haven't sent in a question, try to send in a question. And Gail has some wonderful gifts that we're going to give away tonight. And uh, we'll respond to those as soon as we get the questions. Um, this is at home, and we'll be back in two minutes. Je sais que vous, je sais que tu, vous que j'admire, toi qui m'attire.
1: Je sais que vous, je sais que tu, et respectable, mais sans.
2: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: The best designs for your life start...
2: talkingalternative.com
0: Gal, um, it doesn't look like you brought enough gifts because we have tons of questions coming in tonight. Okay, so, there's more than um, where that came from. Yeah, we'll 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 make some decisions totally. based on that. Um, but let's take some questions, right? Can you help me out with them and Absolutely. see see Would how we can to. answer This is the first one. The first one is Patricia C. Um, hey, David, uh, what are some of your most favorite paint colors for for a bedroom? Oh, great. I, oh. I kind of get Um, color questions almost every week uh, because I think that's important to a lot of people but in in this particular question Patricia I would say that blue by far is the most popular master bedroom uh, pink color Um, little girls go in all kinds of trends lavender was hot for a while Um, pink comes and goes um, and boys I guess also gray for master bedroom Mm -hmm. yeah so i was going to say my favorite all-time master bedroom color is a feral and ball color called borrowed light so if you Mm -hmm. don't know feral and ball look them up on the website it's truly one of the great paint companies um and it's called borrowed light and it's this incredible uh shade of blue that is like the perfect beautiful spring day kind of blue and it refracts around the room just beautifully so that's it i also use for chris rock um his wife had a beautiful yellow scarf in her closet and so uh we thought that that would be the perfect shade of their master bedroom so we custom mixed that uh, pink color to match that yellow scarf and I have to say it's always resonated well for me so I always thought that was beautiful if you like yellow um, it was a soft, soft, I don't even know if there's words to describe it, buttercream maybe, but it wasn't that. It was a little Beautiful. bit edgier than that, but it worked so well. And it actually worked with gray as we know really, really well. And then the other color that I just love because you asked is these are all just colors off the top of my head. Um, I love, uh, the Benjamin Moore color called Tranquility. And I even know the number, which is so frightening. It's <laughs> AF490. So... <laughs> I mean, all interior designers know pink color numbers, but anyway, uh, it's a beautiful, I guess you would call it that wonderful uh, sage green or or sea foam. We used to call that color sea foam, Mm. but again, it's light, it's airy, it's full of breath. Um, it's a wonderful color to wake up to, and then as the night comes, it kind of deepens in the wall, and it, it's it's really it's quite a beautiful color. Do you have a do you have a favorite? So this uh, is really master bedroom
3: color. Interesting because in choosing bedroom colors. Um, that also determines what kind of bed you want to create for yourself. And not always is it important to create a pattern on a bed. Sometimes the wall color or the rug um, takes precedence. And so your bed sometimes has got to recess a little bit and take the back seat in terms of color, but yet it still can be Equally as luxurious, based on the quality of the cotton, the embroidery, and the and the, and the the textile that you're using. So. Even if your bed is going to be simple and elegant uh, because something around you is taking the center stage, you still need to choose good quality bed linens.
0: Like I know for a fact that you have an embroidery color that would be gorgeous with that Benjamin Moore tranquility. Absolutely. So you could have this beautiful bedroom and you could go to Yves DeLorme, buy what is the a hotel collection with the We
3: call it a hotel collection which which is a classic single line embroidery and the density of the embroidery makes it so beautiful because it's dense and raised and elegant but yet it's very simple.
0: Right and you have a beautiful green color that would work perfectly with
3: that. We've got lots of different what, colors within the embroideries on a white ground. I put
0: uh, one of those photos on Instagram f- so everybody could. So the pattern is back. called
3: Athena yeah. and Athena is one of the classic Eve DeLorum, uh collections that don't get discontinued. it goes on forever because it layers in so beautifully with an interior design designer's sensibility.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's really important. It's that what I talked about in the opening. The what is it? The chicken before the egg or the egg before the chicken? I think either way works if you're dealing with a company that has a volume of choices to make. Right, and so for you, and again, if we stick with that tranquility color, if we stick with the borrowed light from and Ball, I could go in, and in the wintertime, I could find an incredibly beautiful print that would work with that, and then in the summertime, I could do what is you the can hotel do a, collection. a a
3: white ground and with a little bit of embroidery, so, and and we can layer in lots of different elements. It doesn't to have keep to
0: only out uh, the, of course the whole room. it can be,
3: and it doesn't only have to be a print. It could be a throw, it could be a coverlet, um, to layer in textured decorative pillow so you're key, you're layering in lots of interesting color and and texture based on how simplistic you want to be or how layered you want to be exactly
0: exactly really good
3: point this is from gina h david i love my bed too
0: um but i was unhappy to hear that yves Delorum introduces new patterns all the, all the time and that their patterns only last one or two years i sometimes want to buy more after I've had the pattern for a year. Is there any way I can figure that out? Well, that's for you.
3: Well, sometimes you can figure it out, depending upon um, if that pattern is perhaps now sitting in the outlets. That's a possibility that you can go there. But maybe something in the new collection layers into what you already own. I would
0: think that would be the better approach. It doesn't have to be a completely one
3: It doesn't have to be a one-note sensibility, okay? You can take your patterns and you could layer it into something else that um, brings you into a newness and a, a new color or a new pattern that will layer into what you own. If you absolutely like what you've got, you've got to ensure that you buy at least two sets of fitted and two sets of flat minimum. You've got to buy at least six standards um, minimum if you absolutely love it and you know you're going to be living with it for a long time
0: I would just say to her just push that time frame up a little bit you know i mean if you absolutely are enjoying it i would say after three months or six months if you didn't buy a double set i would go ahead and make that purchase you
3: absolutely have yeah. to buy a double set minimum i yeah. mean you know eve Delorme's philosophy as well as any luxury philosophy is one set of sheets on the bed one set of sheets in the laundry and one set of sheets in the linen closet yeah, no question about so it so this way you can rotate it
0: no question about it that is the old Uh, traditional rule of it's very old world
3: and it makes perfect sense
0: it does it really really does it also it allows um the bedding to stay fresher because if it's folded well in the closet and stuff then it goes right from the closet to the bed but
3: that one set um that we've just spoken about also doesn't have to be the exact same set
0: it doesn't that's right this is from mary c because we have so many questions to get through if the bed is the center of the bedroom how uh Oh, how best do I deal with patterns? Should I always have a pattern on the bed and solid walls and drapery? I think we just answered that pretty much, right? So I'm not going to repeat that, but I think it can be any way that you want to approach it, is what we're saying. I think
3: the bed can take center stage. I was
0: just going to say, I have two different bedrooms and my apartment bedroom has these incredibly gorgeous uh, drapery panels that are um, large scale print and, and and I have more of a solid bed. At the house, I have more of a vivid bed Absolutely. with solid walls. So your so it bed can be, can, any it can be either, want. either one. I'm only rushing because we're running out of time. This is from Valles, uh, So don't hate me. <laughs> we wouldn't hate you. Don't judge me uh, because I hate wrinkly bed. I tend to buy what I think is non-wrinkled. Oh, we already talked about that too. So this is good. Um, here's some CJ. CJ time. My sheets wear out so fast. Am I doing something wrong? Oh, that is such an interesting question. Well, yes and no. Uh, I would say...
3: It depends upon what kind of sheet you're buying, no. first of all, because if you're buying something that's not a long staple cotton, that cotton may wear um, in the pressure points of, of the sheet.
0: And here is what I say to everybody about all things, is that we overdry everything. And so 100%. just be careful about that. We 100%. actually are burning the fabric when we overdry. So be cautious so, of your dryer. Gail, yes. that's it. We've answered oh six questions. So, um, so we did our deed. We have six gifts to give away. Um, thank you again. Of course, I will see you soon. Absolutely. And, um, it's been a pleasure. And we could continue this conversation forever. I want to thank everyone here at talkradio.nyc. Schoolhouse, number six productions. I couldn't do it without you. And I wouldn't even want to try. Benjamin Keegan. Uh, who is my nephew, by the way, for my music. I'm so proud of him. And remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, which is at home with DTI. Hey, don't forget to take a look at my website and Yves DeLoren's website, but it's Interiors.com. Stay tuned for the Noreen Sumter Show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way. And until next week on the radio, remember the best designs for your life start at home.
1: No, rien de rien. No, je ne regrette rien. Ni la bien qu'on m'a fait Ni le mal, tout ça bien égale No
2: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin, together we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc.